Hello and welcome to another episode of the Why Should I podcast. I know that uh, I uploaded a few days ago, but I, uh, I've been talking to some friends of mine a lot recently about this particular subject. So I wanted to jump on here and just give you guys a quick, pretty informal um, talk through of it. Uh, I'm your host, Adam Jones, as always. And again, I wanted to give a huge shout out to you guys. The podcast is still blowing up. Um, the audience size is increasing dramatically. The unique uh, the unique downloads are increasing dramatically. Um, and I am working on shoring up some of the uh, production quality of this, um, i.e. building in an intro and an outro. So I will keep you guys updated on that as it, uh, as it unfolds. But today, um, I wanted to talk about overcoming adversity and how you can overcome adversity in your life to um, to really make the most out of out of life. Specifically, I wanted to talk about um, an experience that's pretty close to my heart. Um, it's a personal experience. It's not something that I've dealt with recently, but in my late teens through to my early twenties, um, I really, really struggled with health anxiety, uh, formerly known as hypochondria. Um, every pain, ache, symptom, whatever would send me into a blind panic. And I was convinced that I had a a life-threatening illness. It was a constant battle that affected literally every aspect of my life from friendships to my career, to, uh, relationships, to whatever I was doing at the gym, to hobbies. Looking back, it was absolutely crazy how impactful it was on pretty much every facet of my life. Um, and at its absolute worst, my health anxiety had become so crippling that I pretty much, for the most part, avoided doing anything for, for, uh, for fear of contracting uh, a serious illness. Um, health anxiety can impact you in a number of ways. Um, and it impacted me because I would, as it starts for a lot of people, I would Google symptoms, fairly fairly minor sort of in, innocuous symptoms. Like if I had a headache, I would Google how to cure a headache. But then from there, the Google results would return like, you know, if you've got a headache, you know, you may have this disease, that disease, this disease, that disease. And health anxiety impacts you the way it does because um, it, it sort of forces your mindset um, into an irrational place and a headache then becomes a brain tumor and then when 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 you've made it up in your own mind that that headache is not just a headache it's actually a brain tumor it's it's very easy to then spiral with those thoughts so for most people if they had a headache they would take a paracetamol or something to that effect uh ibuprofen whatever and they would forget about it and it would go away within a couple of hours when I convinced myself that I had a brain tumor, um, I I was worrying myself so much. It was sort of almost like a vicious cycle because I would convince myself I had the brain tumor. Then I would stress out about the brain tumor. And then because of the stress that I was creating for my, like in, in my body about the brain tumor, the headache was not going away. And then it was actually caused by stress. So you can see where it sort of came full circle. And when you um, when you get into that mindset, it's really really difficult to get out of it. Um, 
this is not easy for me to talk about because as I said, it really did impact my life for a lot of years. And another example that I want to provide is um, for a long time, uh, probably over the course of, I would say, 24 months, two years, I convinced myself that I also had testicular cancer. Um, I was doing a check as every guy should every so often, you know, guys, check your balls. Don't mean to be crass, but it's important. And I found a lump and the lump was there. It wasn't, it wasn't something I was imagining. So I went to the doctor, convinced that I was dying. Um, we did an ultrasound. Turns out it was just a regular old cyst, which is fairly common, totally innocuous. Um, not, not a cause for concern at all. Um, but health anxiety, that's where health anxiety comes into it. From that, even though I'd got a medical professional's opinion and I had it in black and white because of this ultrasound, that it was just a cyst, it was nothing cancerous, it was nothing to be afraid of. I convinced myself that the doctor was wrong and I went down a big old rabbit hole on the internet and I was convinced that the doctor missed something and I convinced myself that I was like the 0.1% of people who get a, a, a misdiagnosis and, and all that stuff. Um, and what I really wanted to talk to you guys about today is that health anxiety in of itself is irrational to an outsider it's very very easy to say oh okay well you found a lump you got it checked out it was all good the end but health anxiety in of itself is an irrational mindset so for somebody else to say that is fine it's great but it doesn't help and it actually oftentimes makes the 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 health anxiety sufferer feel like total shit because their concerns are being dismissed they're being called you know they're being called crazy they're being called ridiculous and all this stuff because to somebody who does not suffer from health anxiety it seems like the most normal thing in the world that you would go get a lump checked out or a headache checked out and you would get a clear diagnosis and then you would move on from your life but that is not how it presents itself to somebody who does suffer from health anxiety um Health anxiety is one of those disorders. It's absolutely a part of the anxiety spectrum. And it's one of those disorders that does not get as much light shone on it as other mental disorders. And I would really love to change that because like I said earlier, at its worst, it's absolutely debilitating. It is that that time period of my life was one of the darkest periods in my life, you know, by far. And if you guys are suffering from health anxiety, if there's anybody you know who is suffering from health anxiety, I cannot stress enough how important it is to get that seen to. Go see um, a cognitive behavioral therapist. It will help. It will change your life. That is not how I um, dealt with my health anxiety. Um, my health anxiety, the way that I dealt with it, it was sort of almost like a light bulb moment in my own head. So, like I said, I suffered health anxiety into my late teens, early 20s, and it got to a point where I'd had every disease under the sun at one point. You know, I had AIDS, cancer, multiple forms of cancer, meningitis, everything, everything. 
Um, and, and I remember waking up one day and I convinced myself, I, I vividly remember this because it was the day after Christmas. I woke up and I convinced myself I had a pain in my neck. It must be meningitis. I was absolutely convinced that it was bacterial meningitis. Um, and then after a couple of days of worrying about that, I just sort of said, okay, enough. Like I, I managed to, I managed to rationalize internally that I've been through this process so many times with so many different dis disorders and it was, it was actually, it was ruining my life. And I rationalized it with, I rationalized it like that in my mind. I said, because you're worrying about all of these diseases that are turning out to be nothing, that turning out to, you're not, you don't have them. You're wasting your life. And I'd wasted at that point, probably five or six years of my life worrying about one disease or another. And it was truly a really dark time in my life. And um, from there, I really learned, I guess I learned to embrace uncertainty. And rather than trying to sort of control every aspect of my life, I accepted that there would always be some level of uncertainty. And this, but this was okay. By doing so, I was able to let go of my need for constant reassurance from medical professionals or the internet, or I'd even joined message boards that were, um, you know, a community of health anxiety sufferers. And of course, these, these strategies didn't work overnight. There were certainly some setbacks along the way. It's not like I woke up one day and decided that I was done with health anxiety. Of course, it doesn't work like that. But over time, I was able to overcome the health anxiety through those um, through those strategies and ultimately reclaim my life. Um, today, I'm, I'm 31. I haven't really had any bouts of major health anxiety for about seven, seven to eight years now. Um, I'm able to enjoy um, a pretty fulfilling career, travel. I engage in social activities without the constant fear of, you know, contracting some life-altering disease. Um, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm super grateful for the life I have. And I'm also super grateful for the lessons that I learned along the way, which have helped me to become a more resilient person. Um, also a more compassionate person. Me from, you know, 15 years ago, um, I too would have fallen into the mindset of, oh, if you've got a lump, go check it out, get the doctors, you know, go ahead and then you're fine. But because of my own struggles with health anxiety, I'm now able to emphasize with people who are struggling. And hopefully the goal of this podcast, this episode, is to shine some light on what I think is an otherwise um, forgotten part of the anxiety spectrum. But that's not all that, um, you know, that's not all that you can overcome in your life through, you know, overcoming adversity. This time last year, well, not, not quite a year, last year, for most of last year, I was in a job that I hated. It was one of the most miserable times of my life. It, you know, I was waking up, um, first thing on my mind would be work. Last thing on my mind before bed would be work. I was working 60, 70, 80 hour weeks, pr pretty much every week, every Saturday, every Sunday for, you know, months and months and months. And, um, it got to a point where at the end of November, 2022, so the end, so a couple of months ago, I, I, I woke up and I can't get into details because um, for obvious reasons, for sensitivity to the company. Um, and I don't want to disparage anybody, um, but I woke up and, and, and similar to my light bulb moment with health anxiety, I also just said enough. I 
I cannot and, and, and I will not live my life like that. So I left the job. I left the job. You know, I did it professionally. Um, I'm in a much happier place now. I'm in a much better place now. Um, I feel much more fulfilled in my personal life, my professional life. But ultimately, the point of that minor story is that if you're waking up in a job that you hate, there is a way out. Not maybe not immediately, and I w- I would never suggest to just quit the way I did because I didn't have anything lined up. I was fortunate that I got something pretty fast after, but I didn't have anything really lined up afterwards. I just sort of got up and and, and just kind of quit, and I was fortunate enough that I was in a position to be able to do that. But I'm aware that the majority of people are not in that position. Um, but what I can say, if you're not in that position, shore up that resume. All right, shore up that resume, apply to jobs, learn a skill, do something that can help you get out of that hole. That is what overcoming adversity is all about. Being in a position that you don't want to be in and taking control and getting out of that position. Ultimately, that is it. That is it. You know, I was pretty proud of myself because last episode, I didn't mention the gym not once. That being said, I am going to mention it now. Just as a just to wrap up some more examples here, you know, we went to we went with the mental health angle, we went to the professional angle. Now let's talk about something that a lot of people struggle with: overcoming adversity in the gym. I've always been a big believer in the power of exercise to improve both physical and mental health. However, you know, as I've mentioned before, there have been times when I face setbacks in my training, whether that be due to injury, illness, or you know, the most common one, which is just a lack of motivation. Quite honestly. Um, one of the most significant challenges that I faced in the gym um, was when I moved from the UK to the US. I, Before I moved to the US in 2017, I was in a great place with my fitness and I was really into bodybuilding. I, I, I looked good. I felt good. I really felt like I'd sort of taken it to the next level. When I moved to the United States, it sort of fell apart. That's not anybody's fault apart from mine. Um, it was obviously quite a disruptive time and, um, you know, moving from one country to the other, you've got to deal with like the, you know, the, 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 um, the country's immigration processes and you've got to deal with essentially setting up a new life in a new country and it's difficult, it's time consuming um, and naturally things are going to fall to the wayside. Unfortunately, what happened with me is that I let bodybuilding and working out fall to the wayside for far too long. And um, it got to a point where I needed to fix it and, and, and I needed to I needed to get back on track with something because my mental health was seriously struggling. Um, I was I was putting on weight. I had you know, it wasn't good. It was not good. It wasn't good. Um, at first, progress was slow. Um, I um, I remember the first week back at the gym after probably 18 months out, I, I decided that I wasn't going to dive right in. I was going to start with a three-day split, push-pull legs, which is a fairly common beginner bodybuilding split. And the first session, the first push session was absolutely horrendous. I felt like every muscle group in my body had been barbecued the next day. It was miserable. It was tough. It, it was painful. I could barely walk the following day, but I refused to give up. 
And from there, I set small goals for myself to gradually increase, you know, the poundage over time or, you know, reduce the recovery time, all that sort of fun stuff. And as the weeks went by, I began to see improvements in my strength and all that sort of stuff. I also began to experience, and this is possibly the, the, the bigger benefit at the time. Um, I also began to experience the, men the mental benefits of it, such as, you know, increased focus, reduced stress, um, and, and a much greater sense of um, confidence within myself. Um, I actually just signed up to show you sort of how far I've come with that. I've actually just this week signed up for my first ever strongman competition in August, um, which I will, you know, update you guys um, on how training is going and, 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 you know, eventually the outcome of the competition, because I, I'm not one of those people who likes to enter things and sort of half ass it. I, if I, if I enter it, I want to win. Now I'm not under any illusions. It's my first strongman competition. I'm not going to win but I'm going to train as if I want to win. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, but that wraps up today's episode. I normally don't record on weekends, but I want, I, I had something in me that wanted to jump on and talk about this right now. Actually, it's funny because a friend of mine suggested that this would be a great topic and I hadn't thought of it, but when he said it, I was like, oh shit, he's right. It would be a great topic. So I wanted to jump on and talk to you guys through some of my personal experiences with this um, and sort of offer you guys who are struggling, who, who, who are going through some adversity right now, offer you guys some hope. Um, you guys can always reach me. Um, follow the uh, Why Should I podcast on Instagram, which is at Why Should I pod. Drop me a message if you're struggling and I will do my absolute, absolute utmost to do what I can to help you guys. But for now... That's what I got for you. So thank you for joining me on this episode and I will see you guys next time.